start off. We're talking about joy to your world. And I'm going to start off, just read a, a verse out of the Bible. It's a pretty good thing to do in church is to read a verse out of the Bible. So I'm going to read a verse from the book of Philippians. And this is a, a, a guy, you may know of him, sometimes called St. Paul. And he wrote this, this book in the Bible called Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. And it says this, I know it up by heart. I don't even actually have to read it. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. And we're talking about joy, joy to our world. Now, I, you, you might, I, I'm not as old as I look. But I just want to throw it out here. Um, when I was, my dad was actually a pastor. I'm a pastor now. My dad was a pastor when I was born. And, um, and so pretty much I used to go to church. I was a Christian before it was cool. So you know how like we come along to church nowadays and there's like laser church and we got like drums and all that kind of stuff. I went to church in the olden days, right? And, and, and this verse was actually a song. And this is how I know this song. I don't know if anyone remembers this. Does anyone remember this? And it was like one of those songs, and it was like, but it was kind of set to like an, an, a, a Jewish beat. And it was kind of like, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. And the really awesome churches, right? Some of the guys down the front know this. So the really awesome churches used to do it in a round. So all the guys would sing it, and then halfway through the verse, the ladies would start and be like, Rejoice in the Lord always. But I know this verse because of that, right? Rejoice in the Lord. And we're talking about joy. See, I was a Christian back when joy wasn't about like the emotion of joy. Joy was like the 90-year-old lady behind the organ playing the organ with the like really high voice that kind of like, Rejoice in the... No. Paul's saying here, I've got a few questions for God though, right? Do you ever have questions for God? I got all these questions. I want to get to heaven. I'm just going to ask God all these questions. Obviously, first of all, God, why did you allow Christianities in the 70s and 80s to happen? Well, not necessarily Christian, just the stuff they did. Also, I've got a question about why, God, do you command us to do all these things in the Bible and tell us to do all these things in the Bible that I can't actually do myself in my own power? Have you ever noticed that? Because Paul's writing and he says, rejoice or be full of joy in the Lord all the time. All the time. And just to cap it off, he goes, you know what? I say it again. Rejoice. I feel like bursting in a song. But Paul's here saying, hey, be full of joy all the time. You read the Bible, there's other verses in there that say, you know what? Love one another. Even if they like hate you, even if they're treating you so badly, love them. I'm like, the Bible also says, you know what? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be fearful. Do you know the thing I notice about all these things? They're all emotions. They're all emotions. Like, I don't know about you, it's hard to be joyful without actually feeling something. It's hard to be joyful without actually feeling something. Otherwise, if you met the kind of person, they're all joyful on the inside. I'm very joyful. And they have this kind of like whole Slavic chess player look, you know what I mean?
It's hard to be joyful without feeling anything or without having emotion. It's hard to love people. Have you ever tried to hug someone without feelings towards them? And it's like, they're emotions. And the Bible's basically saying, hey, you know what? These are like Paul in this letter is saying, be joyful. It's hard. They're emotions. They're not ideas. It's not a decision I can make. It's not something that, that I can control, at least in the immediate, with my mind. All of these emotions, don't be fearful. Love, all these things. God tells us to do these things, but it's hard. My emotions don't have an on and off switch. They just don't have an on and off switch. We're talking this morning in church about, you know, like every time an angel shows up and pretty much, you know, a big angel. Angels would be an impressive thing. I've never seen an angel. But I could imagine an actual angel would be pretty impressive. They'd be big. They'd be like clothed in light. In the Bible, like an angel showed up and somebody went to worship them. It's like, no, don't worship me. I'm just an angel. The first thing they say is, don't be afraid. Could you imagine just being like, okay. I want just to make a decision in this moment to not be afraid. It doesn't happen. Our emotions don't have on and off switches. But this is what it's saying. How can the Bible ask us to do that? Both positive and negative. Do love, do feel joy, don't be afraid, don't be angry. All these emotions, how does this... Well, you know what? I'm glad you're here because we're going to talk about that tonight. We're going to talk about how you can feel joy and how God does that in our lives. I don't know where what everyone else, what everyone in this room, where you're at, but you can have joy this Christmas season. It's so cool. First of all, you know what? We're going to start off by looking at what joy isn't. Because you know what? We're in the Christmas season. I've been to the shops. I've been to the shops. My wife got in an argument about a car park with some people. She did the good Christian thing and drove off. I've been in the shops. I know what the world is saying. Because see, you know what? Especially in a time like this, right? Society or the world tries to tell us, right, that joy or happiness is all about having more. That joy or happiness is all about having something that you don't have yet, so you need to go out and get it. So the world kind of tells us, right, that to be joyful, it comes from external things. I was listening to a podcast. My kids listen to this podcast called The Pod Squad, and it's a bunch of grade threes, and they interview teachers and stuff. And they interview this teacher and say, hey, what's your goal in life? And the teacher says, well, the purpose and the reason of life is to be happy. It's all about more. It's all about the external. So if I can get that thing that I don't have, then I will be happy and feel joy, Right? Or if I can be with that person that I'm not currently with, or for some people it's like anyone, I just want to be with anyone, then I will be happy. If I could travel and just get away from my life, then I'll be happy. You know what I mean? 
if I can get X number of likes pretending to be someone that I'm not on social media, then I will feel joy in my life. It's all about external. It's all about circumstances. And it's like we're always, the world shows, it tells us that we're always supposed to be grabbing for the Sabbath. It's like this pursuit of happiness. You've heard that term, right? Where there's a pursuit because we're always grabbing for something that we don't have. But it's almost like the more we grab for it, the more it kind of slips through our fingers. It's like we want happiness, we want joy, but if we're seeking it outside external circumstance, it's just going to, the more we grab, literally, it's going to slip through our fingers. Unsurprisingly, the Bible actually says the complete opposite. Unsurprisingly. See, the joy I read out, read about when I read the Bible, I've actually really enjoyed preparing this message because I've done so much so about joy, and it's awesome. We're only scratching the surface tonight. But the joy I read about in the Bible, it's not dependent on external things or external circumstances. And I want to read a verse from Galatians chapter 5 where Paul's talking about what's called the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 and 23 says, The fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. All these things that we were talking about at the beginning, the Bible calls them fruits of the Holy Spirit. See, joy is produced by the Holy Spirit in us. It's not external. It's not an external thing. It's produced by the Holy Spirit in us. It flows out of us as we allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives. It's not something that we constantly have to be grabbing for or striving for outside of ourselves. It's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. When we allow the Holy Spirit into our world, when we allow the Holy Spirit to work in our hearts, fruit flows out of our lives. Joy flows out of our lives. Have you ever seen a tree trying to bear fruit? Like... It doesn't work like that. I'm well aware of what that looked like, and I'm moving straight on. Maybe I did it on purpose. A tree doesn't strive to bear fruit, does it? You put this tree in the right spot, you water it, you feed it, you give it sunlight, and what just happens? It just grows. It just produces fruit. The Bible calls joy a fruit of the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit works in us. And you know what? I, I, in looking at joy and how to get joy in our lives and how the Holy Spirit produces joy in us, the, the best way I could explain it, the best example of it is this concept called the now and the not yet. And I'll explain it a bit more further on, the now and the not yet. But pretty much the concept is, right, that before we were Christians, we are in the kingdom of darkness, okay? We get saved, right? We believe in Jesus, invite him into our world. We, we get forgiveness for our sins. Not only that, we get included in God's family, one of his children. We walk into the kingdom of light. We have the Holy Spirit in us. We have God's presence with us. We have all these amazing things working in our lives, right? That's the now. 
but there's also a not yet. The Bible calls it the first fruits of the Holy Spirit. So we have the first fruits of the Holy Spirit, and it's not until we meet Jesus and we're raised and we, 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 we get our resurrection body and we're with Jesus into eternity. That's like the, the real deal. The goal is actually to be with Jesus. But here on earth, we have the now, we have God with us, right? We have the Holy Spirit with us, but there's also a whole bunch of not yets. We have the now and the not yets. And the Holy Spirit works in us so that we can have joy both in the nows and also the not yets. And I'll unpackage that a little bit more. Finding joys in the now. See, the whole purpose of the Holy Spirit, right? The, the main purpose that we have the Holy Spirit in us is to glorify and reveal Jesus to us. Okay? So the whole purpose, we have the Holy Spirit. If you've got the Holy Spirit in you, the reason is so that Jesus would be revealed to you. Jesus would be revealed to you. And that is how the Holy Spirit produces joy, actually. It, he, the Holy Spirit, helps me and fills me with joy because you know what? He helps me see Christ in everything. In everything. I see Christ and we see Him through what He's done in my life. Man, I tell you what. When I look back on the last 15 years of my life and where God has taken me, incredible, unbelievable. I never thought I'd be, I actually never, ever thought I'd be doing what I'm doing. Ever, ever, ever. That produces joy in me, see? The Holy Spirit reveals Christ when we worship or when we read the Bible. Have you ever read the Bible and it's just like you discover something about God and it's just like, that's amazing or we're worshipping together and it's just like incredible that's the Holy Spirit producing joy in us by revealing Christ when people get saved the Bible says there is more joy in heaven when one gets saved than 99 that already know God there's more joy in heaven more joy in do you know there's more joy in heaven when somebody meets Jesus and that's what, with, with, with us as well, it's the same with us. When we hear someone getting saved, oh man, that brings me joy. When I hear someone meeting Jesus, that's like, ah, that's awesome. The Holy Spirit reveals Christ into us when miracles happen. When amazing miracles happen, people getting healed. The Holy Spirit reveals Jesus when we hear what God's done in others. When we hear people's testimonies. When we share sacred, hashtag sacred hospitality together, we used to have a hashtag that when we used to hang out together and share a meal together, that we'd hashtag it sacred hospitality. I loved it because you know what? You just see all our family when we were hanging out together. The Bible talks about how when we do that in Acts, they were filled with joy when they, when they ate together and hung out together because we're a family. The Holy Spirit reveals Jesus in us. When we celebrate together, when we celebrate Christmas, the birth of Christ, when we come together in the year of the party and just celebrate God for His goodness, He's growing His church, people are getting saved, God's moving. When we serve using our gifts, incredible joy. If you haven't listened to Pastor John's message this morning, hey, jump on Facebook and watch it. It's incredible about finding joy in serving God. 
in that way, like the Holy Spirit is working in us. He's revealing, you see Jesus through it. You see Jesus through the gifts you have. The Bible even talks about seeing Jesus in nature and just everyday life and just the Holy Spirit revealing that. That's how the Holy Spirit brings joy in our world. That's how the Holy Spirit brings joy in our world. That's why testimonies are so amazing. That's why we have so many, we get people up here to tell their story. Because you know what it's doing? It's producing joy amongst us. We look at somebody and we go, I saw Keegan this morning. He's not here. Keegan this morning, I remember when he got saved at church seven years ago, right? And he was up here this morning talking about how he's helping people find Christ. I remember when he got saved seven years ago and how much he's grown in that time. I remember he did internship. And as a young, what would it have been, 18 years old, just met Jesus and has gone, you know what, I just want to do an internship, put some time aside to get to know God more. And where I was walking up the, um, the corridor one day, and I walked past him and he said, hey, Pastor Jeremy, he just reached out and he pinched my nipple. <laughs> who, who even does that? He's not here again, so it's all good. I'm not sure you're supposed to do that to pastors, let alone anyone in a workplace environment. And we had a chat to him about that and helped him with that. Keegan. But here he is this morning telling us about leading people to Jesus. I love testimonies like the Rogers. Where's Sam, the drummer? Where is he? He's around somewhere. Up the back there. Their miracle baby that they're going to be having any minute now. Their miracle baby. Come on. I'll let them tell that story about Dave and Marina buying their awesome new house and God's just moved in their life. There he is at the back on the base here. God has miraculously supplied an amazing house for them. So when we hear these guys' story and they're telling their testimony, your story is important. I love that. God brings forth joy. The Holy Spirit brings forth joy in us by revealing Christ in everything, every situation. Are you seeing Christ in your life right now? Are you finding joy like in heaven? There's more joy when somebody gets saved. Is the Holy Spirit revealing that to you? Then the, the second bit, so now the nows. Because we can find joy in the nows. But you know what? All of us have some not yets. I've got a few not yets. I don't know where you guys are at. I don't know what's going on in your life, but you might be sitting there saying, yeah, you know what, Jeremy, I, I get that. I, I get that you can find joy in the now, but you don't understand what I'm going through. You don't know what I'm suffering through at the moment. I've got some not yet in my life as well. But I believe we can find joy in that suffering together. Joy in that suffering together. Someone's got the joy of the Lord happening. Did I tell a funny joke or something, did I? <laughs> I'm talking about finding joy in suffering right now. I've moved on. <laughs> But we have those not yets, right? Bringing this back. We, we have those not yets. I've got some not yets. I know you guys have some not yets. See, the not yets are 
yeah, there's things to be thankful to God for. But then there's stuff we're walking through. We may not know why. We might not have the answers because it's a not yet. And when we meet Jesus, maybe we can ask some questions. But I believe too that we can find suffering in, um, find joy in that as well. And I just want to read a scripture to you right now to tell you how Romans chapter 15, verse 15, it says this. Romans 15, verse 13. I love this. It says this. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you would abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope of the Holy Spirit. You know what? I don't know what you're going through, but God is the God of hope. And my Bible tells me, you know what? All things work together for good in the end. God is the God of hope. Jesus is bigger than anything we face. Jesus actually is our hope. Whatever pain we face, we will be with him in eternity. Whatever we're walking through, we will be with Jesus in eternity. And we can find joy through hope. That verse says that God's the God of hope and he will pour out joy into our hearts. He'll pour out peace into our hearts. You know what? If we believe. It's all happening tonight, isn't it? This is awesome. This is awesome. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, fill this place right now. The now and the not yet. The now and the not yet. The now and the not yet. I, you know what? I just want to finish with an illustration too, just to show that I'm walking through some stuff as well. Um, we've got a not yet now life. And um, my daughter um, diagnosed with diabetes, type 1 diabetes a year ago. And... Um, one of the hardest things as a parent, right, is when your kids ask you questions because she's only six years old. So she asked us a question, right? Because this is not yet. I pray for her every day and I'm believing that God will hear her. And um, she asked us a question, just totally blew us away the other day. She, she just said, hey, um, why hasn't Jesus healed me yet? And as a parent, if you've ever been asked that, or maybe you've asked that question yourself, I'm kind of there going, yeah, actually, that's a really good question. Evelyn? Maybe God can answer that. But she said this thing that just totally blew me away. It was just like amazing childlike faith that just summed up what I'm talking about, the hope that we have. And she said, you know what? When I die, I'm going to get a new body anyway. And when I'm with Jesus, I won't have diabetes. She's six years old. I won't have diabetes anymore. And I'll just be with Jesus. And me and my wife, I don't think I'd ever say anything so faith-filled and hopeful as that. But that's the hope we have. And that's the joy we have. Because we will be with Christ in eternity. So it doesn't matter what we're facing, you will make it through. It doesn't matter what you're going through, you will be with Christ in eternity. We have hope.
we have joy in the nows where we can see Jesus in everything, everyday life, everything we're doing and in the not yet. And in the not yet. It's awesome. Hey, why don't we just close our eyes right now? In a minute, I'm going to give you an opportunity to ask Jesus into your world. But before I do that, the Bible actually talks about asking God. Maybe you're sitting there and you're like, you know what, I'm just not seeing that joy in my life. The Bible says, ask and you'll receive. The Bible says that if you ask God for something good, He's not going to give you something bad. He's not going to just write you off. He's not going to rip you off. Maybe you're there and you go, you know what, I, I just need some hope. I just need hope. I just need that joy based on hope that I know all things are going to work together. And I just want to give you the opportunity right now. I just want to pray for you. I believe the Holy Spirit's here. I believe He's here to heal. He's here to just shine a light in some hearts tonight. If that's you, just give me a wave. No looking around. Just one of those two things. You just need some joy in your world. So I'm just going to pray for you in a second. Here's a few people around. Thank you, Lord God. Holy Spirit, right now, we thank you that you are the God of joy. Holy Spirit, I thank you for these people, Lord, that have put their hands up. They just want to know your joy in this season. Maybe it's hope, Lord God, and they're just walking through something. They need to know that you're the God of hope. They need to know that you just pour out joy and peace into their world. Holy Spirit, touch them right now. Fill hearts right now, Holy Spirit. Thank you, King. Thank you, King. Thank you, King. Why don't we all just, while we're sitting, just lift our hands like we're going to receive something. Just receive right now from the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just pour out your joy. Pour out your joy on this place tonight, Holy Spirit. Help us to see you. Holy Spirit, as we go into the year of the party, Lord God, where we're celebrating what you're doing amongst us, help us to see you. Help us to know that you are moving amongst us. Help us to know that you are with us. Help us to see the good things that you are doing, Lord God. Lord, I pray that every single person that comes to know you, Lord God, God, that this place would be so filled with joy. There would be more joy. There would be more joy, Lord God, for every person that makes a decision. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And 
Just one thing I want to do before I finish. I'm just about done here, but I want to give everybody here an opportunity to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Um, there's a verse in the Bible, you might have heard it, it's John 3.16, and it says this. You've probably seen the guys at the football grounds waving the, the, the sign around, but the, the verse says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that if we just believe, we'd have eternal life. And I love that verse. It says, for God so loved you and me. He so loved the world. Often we get that around, we get that all mixed up. We get it wrong. We get it around the wrong way. And we think that God is just a, a God with the big stick, an angry God who's just waiting for us to mess up so he can beat us over the head with that big stick. I want to tell you tonight, there is nothing further from the truth than that. God loves you. He loves you so much that he gave of himself. It's not like big angry God was there and he was waiting for us to mess up, but he sent somebody else like Dan Clark here to jump in front of us and take the hit for us at the last minute. No, you know what? God loved us so much that he himself became the answer. He sent his only son, Jesus, that if we just believe, if we just believe, what do we got to believe? Believe that he's the Lord of Lords. Believe that if we accept him into our life, he would forgive us from all our mistakes, all of the stuff-ups, all of the stuff we've done wrong. If we just believe that if we accept him into our life, we, we become one of his children. If we just believe, then you know what? We would have eternal life. We would live with him. And I want to give you that opportunity right now. I don't know every single person in this room. I don't know where you're at. Maybe this is your first time you've ever come to church. Maybe you grew up in church like me and you're just kind of like, you're maybe not living how you're supposed to be living and you need to return to God. Maybe you're sitting in the seat right there and you're like, you know what, Jeremy, I'm, I'm kind of, I think I'm a Christian, but I'm not 100% sure. I want to tell you tonight that eternity is not the thing to be uncertain of. Eternity is not the thing to be kind of like unsure of. So in a moment, I'm going to ask, you might be one of those three people. Maybe you don't know Jesus. You've, you've never, don't even know what this is all about. Maybe you need to return to God. You've been a Christian at one point, but you need to like recommit. Maybe you need to just like get that conviction and, and know what it means to be saved. So in a minute, I'm going to ask all the eyes to be closed and give you an opportunity and ask you to raise your hand. Then after that, we will pray a prayer. Pray a prayer, opening our hearts up, inviting God to... I heard it said once that our heart's like a door. But really, the door only has a handle on one side. It's our side. God's on the outside knocking, saying, hey, let me in, man. I want to come into your world. I want to do this thing with you. I want to walk with you. I want to help you. I want to give you joy. I want to give you peace. I want to take that anger away. But the handle's on the inside. It's up to us to open the door up and let God into our world. And in a moment, I'm going to pray a prayer with you. I'd love to pray that prayer with you. And if you pray this prayer from your heart and just believe and say, you know what? Yeah, God, you know what? I'm going to turn from my way of doing things and turn to you and invite God into your life. It's awesome. He forgive you. He'll count you among his children, amongst his family. 
why don't we all close our eyes right now and I just want to give you that opportunity if that's you you're one of those three people you want to invite God either into your world for the first time or back into your world why don't you just lift your hand up this is just between you and God is there anyone here tonight awesome mate thank you so much I see that hand you can put it down we'll pray in a minute is there anyone else here that wants to join this gentleman pray a prayer from your heart inviting God into your world is there anyone else here tonight like I said I don't know where you're all at so I want to give enough space and an opportunity for you to do this this is the best thing that you will ever do is there anyone else here tonight Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Speak to us right now. Draw us into relationship with you. Is there anyone else here tonight? We've got one man who's going to pray this prayer. That's cool. That's cool. Why don't you all join me in praying with this gentleman here? Now you need to pray this from your heart, all right? Pray it like you're praying to God, you're talking to God, and just repeat after me. You ready? Dear Father, tonight I open the door of my heart and I invite you in. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Make me your child. I thank you that tonight I'm saved, I'm forgiven, I'm set free. Fill me, Holy Spirit, and teach me how to live. Show me how to be your child. Amen. 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 Hey, that's awesome. Hey, that's so cool, man. Hey, someone would have seen you raise your, raise your hand before and someone will give, a, give you a gift and just maybe pray with you, have a chat with you, suss out how we can help you out, take your next step with that. That's totally cool. Why don't we give this guy a hand right now? So cool. Hey, thanks so much. Hey, hey hope that helped you. Be filled with joy. doesn't matter what you're going through, whether you're finding joy in the now or you find need to find that hope and that joy in the not yet. I pray that the Holy Spirit just be with you over Christmas. Thanks heaps, eh? We'll see you next time.